Welcome back to Delta Frame by Planet Revise, everybody. This episode is powered by TPC, where we're not just a fandom, we're your family. It's your lovely and or audacious host, Mark, here. And as always, thanks for tuning in. And just that disclaimer for you, this is not your run-of-the-mill listening and or visual experience. We get a little loud about what we love here on the show, but it's for the overall good. Hey, before we get things going, I got to let you know how important your feedback is here to us at Planet Revise. If you got 30 seconds after your listen, please text us at 380-390-8629. That's 380-390-8629. Text us your name, what you do for a living, and any short message giving us any hot takes, suggestions, and or feedback you may have about what you just experienced. Can't wait to hear from you. Enjoy the show. On this episode, we go into detail about adding value to your why and daily re-engaging with your life to create that impact and success that you're looking for. Uh, I think we're recording now. Okay, cool. Cool, cool. Um, guys, I, I want to thank you for like listening and gals, you know what I mean? Not not being uh, only exclusive to one group. But I just want to thank everybody for listening and tuning into this episode. Um, over the last week... I've just been really blessed, man. God has been doing a lot of work in my life, uh, a lot of inner work, a lot of external work. And um, I'm actually, you know, just super grateful that I'm cognizant for it and uh, and I'm in tune with what's going on and in tune to what he's uh, to what he's putting in my life, what he's helping me work towards, what he's making me work for. So I appreciate that. Um, it's super exciting. You know what I mean? We're dropping another music video this month. Uh, got a couple interviews coming up, you know. Uh, job is going good, you know, still building, planning, revise, uh, working on getting that website, really just got to sit down and strategize it today. Um, so we're still working on the foundation, you know what I mean? So this episode is just the next installment of that. Um, and I'm proud of it, man. I'm proud, like even just getting the word out, even telling people that, you know, we're putting out episodes again. It's really humbling to see people want to be a part of it and want to tune in and listen. So again, thank you. Um, what I want to talk about today is something that's super important. It's definitely foundational to a lot of the stuff that I do in life. Um, you know, whether it's job, whether it's uh, creative, whether it's entrepreneurial, whether it's family, you know, whether it's relationship, any of that, you know, this is, this is imperative to like understand about yourself. So we're able to keep moving forward. And, you know, you'll constantly have something to hang your hat on when things get rough, when things get tough and when it's hard to stay disciplined. Um, the question I really have though is why leave your bed? You know, why? Like, truthfully, why do you get out of bed? I was going to title it. Why do you wake up? But I don't think anybody can control why they wake up. You know what I mean? That's, so that's kind of a silly question, but why leave your bed? You know, talking to a lot of people just in life, um, you know, so I'm in customer service for my job right now, the IT work that I do, uh, but even just regularly talking like at a bar outside or even in passing at a store like in line, you know, um, I really find it interesting to hear why people get up. You know, everybody asks, hey, what do you do for a living? Do you like it, this, that, and the third? You know, what are your hobbies? But, you know, I've been really trying to cut a little deeper and ask people, like, what gets you motivated to keep going? Why do you keep getting out of bed? You know, um, and one one place I really like asking that question, two places really, is the bar in the gym at five in the morning. And I'll tell you why. 
first the bar because people are inebriated so they're already going to give you a more honest answer it might not be as efficient but they're going to give you a way more honest answer than if they were sober so asking questions like that the thought-provoking ones a lot of the people maybe a lot of people will be like ah, i'll give you a run-in-the-mill answer because i'm not really trying to cut deep i don't want to go there but the people who you recognize want to tap in that way at the bar like definitely asking them that will get you more insight on life than a lot of other conversations a lot of other youtube videos you watch um and then the gym at 5 a.m because going back to those type a personalities like even if you hate it even if it sucks so bad to get up every day and go to the gym before the sun is out that takes a different level of thinking a different level of mindset different level of grit and determination sinking your teeth into your own life to be able to you know cultivate something like that and it's it's always fascinating to, to hear why people do things and why people do the, do the things that they want to do in life. But anyway, back to the gym. Like the best answer that I got at the gym this week, you know, I asked the guy, we were in the locker room, you know what I mean? And I was like, hey man, can I ask you a question? And he was like, yeah. I was like, why, like, why do you get out of bed? You know what I mean? Like, what's the purpose? And his answer was, you know, cause he told me, cause the sun keeps rising. So I'm gonna keep rising too. And I was like, okay, that was kind of profound. You know what I mean? I really sat with that, you know, uh, as I was driving to work, I'm like, why did he say that? That was like, you know, that, that was kind of abstract. You know what I mean? It was kind of aloof to what was going on. But the more I sat with that, the more I understood, like he, regardless of what he was going through, didn't have a choice but to wake up and try his best. You know what I mean? And that was his reason for getting out of bed. And then the more I sat on that, the more I absolutely love that. Because even if you didn't have another reason to get up, that is enough. And that's kind of what I want to touch on, you know, that being enough, like you, your reason being enough to get out of bed, your reason being enough to, to keep going to work and to stay disciplined and to stay the course, even when things get tough. You hear a lot of entrepreneurs, you hear a lot of wealthy people, you hear a lot of, you know, just driven people in life say, find your why so you can always hang on it. You know what I mean? That why could get exhausting to keep finding after a while, you know? Uh, and even if you have it, it could get exhausting co to continue to repeat that why to yourself, to make it a mantra, to tell other people, you know, when they get confused or they start ridiculing what you're trying to do or what you're trying to be successful at. Um, like, those are real feelings, man. Like, people, the most successful people aren't the most motivated every day. You know, they sit here and, you know, they go through the same emotions and the same feelings that, that regular people do, that broke people do, that homeless people do, um, that like rich kids do, that corporations, like people in corporations go through. Everybody goes through those unmotivated times. But finding that why and sticking to it, even when it sucks, like building that discipline is going to help you carry through those times where it's rough and even carry you through the good times, man, you know. It's really easy to get a, a smidgen of success and start resting all your laurels and start smelling your own your own crap like like you actually did something, you know. But that's why finding that why, finding that reason to leave your bed is so important. And it can't just be a trivial reason, you know, to go chase girls or to just go get another check to pay the bills or simply because you have to. Because I get a lot of those answers, too. Like, oh, man, I have to or oh, I have this amount of kids or oh, I have this amount of bills or this amount of debt. And I'm like, that's cool. That's cool. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, kids, that's a huge motivator. So I'm not knocking that. 
But some people, you know, and these are completely random people, they like they say it like it's a burden. You know what I mean? And I understand that deeply. You know, making the choice to, you know, be in business for yourself, no matter how successful it is, that's a hard choice. You know, making something, creating a completely new, different brand. I'm not talking about franchising anything, like taking somebody else's model already, like when you have the capital. I'm saying building it from scratch is hard, you know? Even cooking from scratch, like completely from scratch, that's difficult. You know, it's not something that many people want to choose to do. We all love eating out. You know, I love eating pizza. I love eating Chinese food every day. But sitting down and making that Chinese food from scratch or making that pizza from scratch, like, it's just not the easiest thing to do. So, like, I'm not saying find your why when you're cooking, but I'm stemming into, you know, finding the reason why you need to keep going in life. You know, whether that's business, whether you're whether you're here for the motivation or here for the education of what this what this platform brings, like understanding your why, understanding how that why affects your life and affects the people around you is the most important thing to do when you're starting out and the most important thing to do when you're in year two, three, four, five, year 12, year 20, you know, of whatever it is you're doing. Finding that why is 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 everything. Keeping that why, even when it sucks, even when you don't want to be disciplined, even when you want to give it up, or even when you want to find a different why, you know? It's imperative to hold on to it. And holding on is important because I like I know people inherently understand, but to make it cognitive is a completely different thing. We all disengage from our life, even if it's for two minutes out of the day. We all disengage. We all try and automate something so we don't have to think, so we don't have to be hands-on, so we can, you know, cope somehow or think some think of something else or fantasize about something else. And that is a very real train of thought that everybody has. Everybody has that train of thought, and that's not always a good thing. You know, especially with social media, everybody's attention spans are super low nowadays. It's it's freaking hard to stay engaged. It's hard to stay hands-on with your own life. And I'm telling you, I'm preaching right now not to be a voyeur of your own life. Don't sit back and take a back seat and be the co-pilot or even be a passenger to where to a life, to a to a calling where God is telling you to come and be the co-pilot with him. Put your hands on the wheel, you know, because what is this engagement going to lead to mediocrity, the self-fulfilling prophecies? You telling yourself you're not good enough, you know, being too or over emotional. You know, what I mean, not being decisive you know, uh, running away from confrontation, all that stuff comes with being disengaged of in your life and what you're doing with your life. And I get it. It sucks. It sucks sometimes. Like, dude, I've worked so many jobs. I've thrown boxes, you know what I mean? Packed boxes, you know, worked on an assembly line at FedEx, like, uh, worked at Taco Bell for two days in the back, just doing dishes, <laughs> you know, worked at Long John Silver's doing, during Lent, which is actually probably the worst job in history. During Lent season, working at Long John Silver's, man, you're working from sunup to sundown. You know, I was in school too, not college, but high school. So I would get out of, uh, of class, 
and go to work <laughs> like when I didn't have football practice and I'd be working like I couldn't even check my phone <laughs> like for, for hours. You know what I mean? Which is a good thing at the end of the day. But still, when you're a kid, when you're a teenager, you're like, no, I'm trying to be on the phone. I'm trying to get paid to, to look at my phone and press a couple buttons a day, you know? So I, I deeply understand why being disengaged with your life, why taking the hands off the wheel is so appealing to many people, you know, because it was appealing to me for so long. But after a while, the decline will start to happen and you'll realize that, well, one, we don't have control anyway, but you realize like after a while you're in such a deep hole that that it almost becomes futile to do anything about it. So you'll continue to be disengaged for God knows how long. Cause one thing my girlfriend said, she's really intuitive, but she's like, yo, like being an adult and like having bad habits as an adult is harder than having bad habits as a kid because you can be vindicated in, in your adulthood and those adult habits that you pick up and nobody is telling you that you're wrong. <laughs> like nobody is telling you that it's the wrong thing to do or it's inefficient or it could be better or it could be tweaked. Nobody's telling you that nobody has to tell you that. And especially in America, you can pay to shut your ears off and shut your eyes out to what the actual truth is or what your reality is. You can drown your sorrows away. You could drown your reality out by pressing a button, by getting a drink, um, by posting something else, by acting happy. And that's not good. That's the true form of disengagement. That delusion, you know, I'm not talking about a, a practical delusion, you know, because I do believe in like that being practical a little bit, especially when you're starting new stuff that you kind of got to be a little delusional to make it work. Because if you're not like, if you're not like completely grounded in what could happen, uh, I mean, completely grounded in like what reality is, but in tune to the possibility of what could happen, you're susceptible to fail because you're not going to dream, you know? So yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the delusion, the absolutely delusional, you know, thought process that nothing's wrong, that I'm completely right. That completely delusional process that nothing can be better, nothing can be improved, nothing can be fixed. You know, whether you think, you know, you're so perfect to where nothing needs to be fixed and you just do everything right or you do nothing right and you're a complete failure. That delusion that you can't do anything, that's the disengagement that I see a lot of people, including myself, you know, uh, especially when I was going through it back before 2020, like 2017 to 2020, I struggled with a lot of delusion, you know, on the negative side, like, hey, I can't do anything about this. Nothing's in my control. You know, everything is just up to, you, you know, whatever I was thinking, the powers that be this, that and the third. I'm not saying that stuff isn't real because there are certain forces that we can't control. You know, but that delusion that you can't do anything about it, that you suck, that you're a failure, that everything you touch is going to fall apart. That is that disengagement that I hear so many people go through nowadays. And it's not good. It's not good. So all I'm doing here is just trying to motivate you guys to find that why. And even when it sucks to build the discipline around why you have that why. And, you know, I'm going I'm to try and be as concise as possible, but... That's the entire game. That's literally the entire game. Yes, do you need to have skill like to, to be great and to move forward? Yes. Do you need to have soft skills? Do you need to be able to hire people? Do you need to be able to fire people? Do you need to be able to, you know, uh, get up and, and go work out when you don't want to? Yes. All that stuff is real. 
but that's the actual game being able to sustain your why being able to sustain it bringing value to your why you as the person because that why could be anybody's why you know i mean everybody be like yeah you know uh you know i just want to make something bigger than myself that's literally like the most generalized statement but when you start adding value to what that why is for you that's when the game starts getting fun that's when you start getting engaged that's when you really start sinking your teeth into what your life could be and what it already is you know many people like are fantasizing you know reposting to their instagram story how cool somebody else's life or somebody else's environment or somebody else's travel trip or somebody else's bank account is you know and i fall victim to it too you know some of the stuff is cool it's like dang i wish i could have that but at the same time, it's keeping us disengaged from how great and how fragile our life is, how, how fragile our garden is. You know, each, each person's individual garden, your mind is a garden. You know, your life is a garden. Relationships are a garden. So if we're continually focused on how great somebody else's garden is or what type of tools they use or what type of seed they use or you know what type of fertilizer they use or you know who else is in their garden what other tenants do they have we're not going to be able to tend to our own garden those weeds are going to start to grow it's going to start to choke out all of the beauty in our life because we sat there and we couldn't take care of it we couldn't cut out the weeds that we were planting or that we were let being planted you know somebody's going to come in and steal your flowers you know what i mean and and nobody wants that in their life you know uh it, it's more so the opposite people want to take other people's flowers and put it in their own garden you know that's even worse you know that's a different type of hate you know that's a different type of engagement that we don't need you know it's not a competition uh, of whose garden is the best or who gardens look the best. No, we need to break out of that. Being engaged in your own life, putting your two hands on your own life, grabbing that wheel will help you take care of your garden better. It'll help you take care of your life better because it really doesn't matter about all the neat stuff you have if your garden looks terrible. It really doesn't matter what somebody else's garden looks like if you're not joyous enough to look at your own and figure out how to make that look better or to tend to that garden or to wilt away the flowers or to pull out the weeds or to plant a new seed. If you can't do that, you're gonna be falling into the same cycle. And we do it all the time. I see it so many times. Uh, I just recently broke out of a cycle where I was looking at other people's gardens. God had to check me. He literally be like, yo, I'm telling you to fix your own life. But you're sitting up here so disengaged that you can't even listen to what I'm trying to tell you to do. I'm just trying to tell you to fold the laundry, bro. Go get an oil change. <laughs> Stop eating out so much. Like literally, you're you're sitting here disengaged or wondering why you don't have something when you have everything you need and everything you could possibly want. You know, not the tangible stuff, not the not the actual physical stuff, not the material, but everything you need, the people that love you, the the community that you need, the stream of income that you need, you can go get that. And nine times out of 10, you already have it. You're just so disengaged and fantasizing about what life could be or what somebody else's life is like that you can't focus on how good you got it. And, and that that's my call today. Like literally... Let's get back engaged with what our life is. Because when we were kids, you know, you might have been jealous of somebody. You know what I'm saying? But you could put the focus back on you better. It was a little bit easier because you could take care of yourself. You literally know nothing else. It's only when we start growing up 
and and nurturing starts being taken in where you where you start getting disengaged with your own life and thinking that making somebody else's life better is going to make your life better uh, immediately. And that's not true. If you're not taking care of your own garden, if you're not taking care of yourself, you literally can't help anybody else. And I'll go even further. You're not helping anybody else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I've been on this journey of self-care and being engaged in my own life for, you know, a little bit now, and it's been a hard journey, you know, but once that shift finally happened of like literally holding yourself literally taking care of yourself like holding it caressing yourself being nice to yourself and i'm not not petting yourself in a weird way but literally like taking care of a garden talking to yourself nicely you know changing your thought patterns when they're vile when they're disgusting that is the game so i'm just calling everybody to you know look in the mirror talk to god ask him how to take care of your life and get back engaged with what you got going on that, that that would make me so happy. Getting back engaged with what you got going on in life, where you're going in life, and how you're going to do it. That That is the game, my friends. So if we can figure out our why, if we can figure out how to sustain and add value to our why, while also continuing to be engaged and continuing to daily re-engage with our own life, that is success. Um... An old football coach of mine, his name is Dan Fedrosi. He's he's a solid guy, super solid person. Might do an episode about him one of these days. Um, he asked me what my definition of success was, and I was like, whatever goals you set out or industry you're in or, you know, the goals that you set for yourself, if you're hitting those marks, then that's successful. And he was like, okay, cool. And I was like, okay, what's yours? Because I've been focused on this for a while, trying to trying to figure out what it actually is and what it means. And he was like, success for me is the impact I have on others. If what I'm doing is impacting people in a positive way, that is success. I'm like, that is something a seasoned vet in life would say. And this is a hard man. He tore his ACL, both ACLs a couple times. He played linebacker. He's a tall dude, like solid. So he just has that hardened mindset of like being disciplined, knowing his why, knowing why he gets up in the morning. And, and his definition of being engaged and being successful was way different than mine at 25 than his is, you know, 40 plus. So that really changed my perspective. I still like hitting the mark, you know what I mean? So I'm not going to sit up here and say that that's not my version of success a little bit. But when he said that, that's a different type of engagement. He also has children. He has a family, all that good stuff. So his engagement is going to look different than my engagement looks like right now. But at the same time, if I can pull from that and we can all pull from each other, what our definition of being successful and being engaged looks like and truthfully take the good from it and add it to our own lives so we can continue to be engaged and take care of ourselves. That is the game. That is success. And that's what everybody's actually looking for, actually looking for. Think about it. Just think about it on this episode. I don't know how long you're going to be listening for. But I, I do thank you for like actually asking yourself that question. Why leave your bed? Why leave your bed? You know, so I appreciate you guys. I'll, I'll see you next week. And I really do love and enjoy everything that we're doing, everything that we're building towards, because I do think, you know, it's going to reap the benefits, going to have positive ROI over time. We're going to hit the mark and we're going to have an impact on everybody, on everybody. I truthfully do believe that. So thank you. I love you and, and continue to re-engage with your life. Continue to reassess and re-engage with your life. Take care of that garden. 
All right, peace.